this thing? I'm ready. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our lovely podcast. But it is rocket science. We got some cool stuff for you today. Yes, we're so excited to talk to you about today's topic. We're trying something new out. We're going to call it a news blast episode. We were thinking, you know, we really want to talk about a space news topic, but we don't want to go super in-depth like we usually do. We want to deliver the information in a succinct way, but more information than you would get from just browsing your phone and looking at a headline. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Essentially, we want to tell you what's going on and give you enough of a springboard that you can dig into it more on your own if you're interested. Exactly. Today's topic is about the Hope Probe. It's been quite a month for Mars Research Project. Every 26 months, Mars and the Earth end up in an alignment such that they're on the same side of the sun, and they're actually closer together than usual. When that happens, a bunch of stuff will launch to Mars in a short period of time, because it makes for a shorter trip to Mars, which is why a lot of these things are seeing six to seven month trips to Mars, which is actually pretty short. That's right. <laughs> Every week, you're seeing something being launched from Mars. We talked about the Perseverance rover. China also launched Tianwen-1 in July. Nice. And now we have the UAE launching the Hope Probe. I'm excited. Do you want to just hop right in? Should we introduce ourselves? Yes, we totally should. Let's do it. <laughs> I always forget to do this part, <laughs> and I think it's important. <laughs> Go for it, Anna. All right. So without further ado, I'm Anna. And I'm Henna. And this is... But, but it, it is rocket science. science. All right. We thought we'd start with a little bit of background, which I'm going to grace you all with. On July 20th at 1.58 a.m. UAE, or United Arab Emirates time, or 200... <laughs> 258. <laughs> Can you tell I was doing a lot with numbers today at work? Or 2.58 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the Emirates Mars mission, or HOPE probe, launched from the... You got this. <laughs> Thank you. I actually practiced before this, and I... It's game time, and I blame <laughs> The... Tangashima Space Center, located in Tangashima, Japan, on a Japanese H-2A rocket, which was actually built by Mitch... Mit <laughs> I'm having a day. Which was built by Mitsubishi Heavy Industries. I was curious about this, so I googled it. The automotive sector of this is the predecessor to Mitsubishi Automotive, or the people who make cars. So it is a branch of the same company. I had no idea that Mitsubishi was working on rockets. I didn't either until I read that. I was like, wait, why does that sound familiar to me? <laughs> Mitsubishi Heavy Industries. Is that because of the classification for rockets? Like, if you think about it, the Falcon Heavy? Yeah. Googling it, it does a lot more than rockets. It's a Japanese multinational engineering, electrical equipment, and electronics company headquartered in Tokyo, Japan. That is quoted directly from Wikipedia. Amazing. <laughs> it is one of the core companies of the Mitsubishi Group. I think heavy, I think, I don't know why that's in there, but I don't think it has to do specifically with rockets. Okay. I think that's just a coincidence. Gotcha. All right, tell us more. Yes, thank you. So it launched from Tengashima Space Center, which is located in Tengashima, Japan, which is an island about 25 miles or 40 kilometers south of Kyushu. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, I don't know where Tengashima, Japan is. Cool stuff. Yeah. The Hope Probe, also called Alamal, which I believe is the Arabic name, is a Mars orbiter which was funded and led by the United Arab Emirates. 
making it, according to Ahmad al-Falasi, the chairman of the UAE Space Agency, and I quote, the first interplanetary mission in the Arab world. Really amazing, and part of the reason why we wanted to specifically call this out today. Mm-hmm. The Orbiter has three main mission objectives. I just quoted these directly from the EmiratesMarsMission.ae website, which we'll have linked in the sources. The first one is understanding climate dynamics and the global weather map through characterizing the lower atmosphere of Mars. Explain how the weather changes, the escape of hydrogen and oxygen through correlating the lower atmosphere conditions with the upper atmosphere. And understanding the structure and variability of hydrogen and oxygen in the upper atmosphere, as well as identifying why Mars is losing them into space. Essentially, if you take all of these, the main goal of this orbiter is to characterize the Mars atmospheric environment. There's also, as you could see from the last one, hydrogen or oxygen are actually leaving that upper atmosphere and they're trying to figure out what's going on there. Yep, that's right. And I'll get a bit more into this with the instrumentation in my section. Yes, exactly. That's what I was hoping for. (laughs) Orbiter, in order to accomplish this, that is three scientific payloads, which I'm sure Hannah will tell us more about which were assembled and built by Emirati engineers, as well, actually, interestingly enough, as engineers at UC Boulder's Laboratory for Atmospheric and Space Physics. So that's the University of Colorado Boulder. Scientists from Arizona State University and the University of California, Berkeley, also UC, also contributed to some of the orbiter's hefty scientific instrumentation. That's right. A lot of the hardware came together at last, the Laboratory for Atmospheric and Space Physics at UC Boulder, And then these other universities, students and professors, contributed to design and instrumentation. This is particularly exciting because this makes the HOPE Orbiter an international project. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's really incredible. And then along those lines, which is something I thought was really interesting, the HOPE Orbiter will also release its scientific data to the international scientific community without an embargo. That's amazing. So typically, is that the case where scientific missions require an embargo for the data? My understanding is just that a country will get the data and they won't release it to the public right away. Okay. In some cases, it's never released. In some cases, it is. In some cases, there's security reasons for that. I'm sure there's some legal reasons too. I don't know. But in the majority of cases, the data is not immediately released to the entire international scientific community. Which is really neat, because what they're trying to do here is they're trying to characterize the atmosphere of Mars and exactly what's going on there. And that could make a huge difference to Mars vehicles being created by countries all over the world, by space programs and science programs all over the world. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, and having that data will really help Mars exploration on the whole. Absolutely, because then you can combine it with the data that we're getting from Perseverance and TNWEN, and you can fully characterize Mars. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Perseverance is focusing much more on the surface and composites of the actual Mars surface, and this one's focusing fully on the atmosphere. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which is neat because it will kind of give us an entire picture of exactly what's going on in Mars. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, I thought that was really cool. It's super neat. That was a really fun fact. I did not know that. Yeah, I found it in an article. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> While the orbiter itself is amazing, it represents the growth of the UAE's space program. The UAE's first astronaut, Haza Ali Al-Mansouri, went on a mission to the ISS in September of 2019. Al-Mansouri is a former military pilot and was selected as part of the UAE's 
new human spaceflight program in 2018. That was actually pretty impressive. He got chosen for a spaceflight program in 2018 and went to space in 2019. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a really quick turnaround. Yeah. Super quick. This is actually a great segue into something I think is important, which is the beginning of the UAE space program. In the year 2014, by presidential decree, the United Arab Emirates Space Agency, or the UAESA, was established. Which is already impressive because that was only six years ago. Yeah, that is super impressive. I was going to go into that too. It's amazing. Just six years ago, they got their space program. In 2015, the agency announced their strategic goals. Quoted directly from an article in Gulf News, the goals are... Develop and guide a world-class national space sector that serves the country's highest interests, contributes to a diversified national economy, and supports sustainable development. Promote scientific research and innovation to support the state's scientific progress in space sciences and technologies. Attract and promote national resources to become space scientists and technology pioneers. And then finally, build and enhance international cooperation and partnership in a manner that serves the national space sector and that provides administrative services with high-quality standards and transparency. Wow. Okay. That was a lot. That was a lot. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, you're fine. Essentially, in summary, they're trying to make this space agency that will promote research, collaborate with others around the world to build these science and space projects, and then get more people interested in space. Exactly. Really just easy things. Those are some pretty lofty and impressive goals. Yeah. (laughs) What's also neat is the Hope Probe actually helps to forward a lot of these. Definitely. I don't know. I just threw those in there because I thought they were neat. They are. In the same year as the agency's development, the UAE announced plans for the Hope Probe, along with the goal of its launch by December 2021, which will be the UAE's 50th birthday. Woo! Happy 50th birthday, UAE. So young. (laughs) It also blew my mind that they were like, all right. In six, so seven years, I think it would be seven years, we're going to go from, so at the time of the UAE's space agency's development, they had launched a few Earth-orbiting satellites. That is very far away from the scale of a Mars orbiter. They're very different things from a technical complexity level. Oh my gosh, Anna. When I had initially read an article that dated the Hope Probe, I read, you know, they started working on it six years ago, but it did not click in my mind that six years ago, in 2014 was also when they started their agency. Yeah. They started the agency. They're like, we're going to make something that goes to Mars. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. And then they did it. They 100% did it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. It really is. The sheer fact that the UAE was able to develop and launch a Mars orbiter in six years is truly amazing. While it is a huge stepping stone for the UAE's presence in space, it could also be the beginning of more international cooperation in space projects. Heck Yeah. Yeah, I know. I thought that was so cool. I love that. I did too. And I thought I would just end with a quote from Jim Bernenstein, who gave a speech after the launch of the Hope Probe. He's the NASA administrator. Even during these challenging times, humanity's spirit of exploration and curiosity remain undeterred. Beautiful. I really liked it. I love that. That's all I have. Wonderful. Yeah, I hope you liked that whole lot of information I compressed into like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was great. I thought it was, you know, it's more than a news article, but it's also not, we're not like making you listen to a whole hour of technical information. We thought after that hour and 20 minutes of perseverance last time, we'd give you a little bit of a break. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Do you want to listen to some background about the Hope Probe? I would like nothing more. Wonderful. But first, should we take a quick break? I would love to. I have to preheat my oven for dinner as per usual. Let's do it. Let's get that oven preheated. All right. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. As per my usual thing, I use this as an outlet to share things I find interesting. (laughs) Please, please tell me what you find interesting. Trader Joe's now makes mini peanut butter cups. Oh my gosh, I saw that. Yeah, I bought them. They're like chocolate chips, but they're peanut butter cups. Oh my goodness, yum. And I haven't done it yet, but I bet they're small enough that I bet you could make chocolate chip cookies with them. Oh, that sounds amazing. Right? So I think that's going to be my next project. Oh, heck yeah. Second of all, I'm now obsessed with the New York Times daily mini crossword. Oh my gosh, wait, what? which one were you doing before? So I was doing the New Yorker crossword, but this is a different thing. It's a mini crossword. You can literally do it in a minute. This is not even an exaggeration. You can do it in a minute, and then you can get on a leaderboard with other people. Oh yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Exactly. It is awesome. You can compete. Like, you can see who does it the fastest. Uh, I can see you being very competitive. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) That's not like me at all. Oh, man. 100% is your group in the right. Um, It's really fun. And I highly recommend it. It will literally take you a minute or two. So is it like three words? Um, It depends. It's normally like eight, I think. Okay. The times you're looking at are like 50 seconds. Some people do it in like 50 seconds. That's amazing. If I can get it in less than a minute, I call it a great day. Oh, God. You can download the app, the New York Times crossword app. And then it's actually free. You can also pay for a subscription if you want the full crosswords. But if you just want the daily mini, it's free. I can see you being really good at that. Anna is brilliant with trivia. You want her on your trivia team. Once we went to this bachelorette party, biking tour. Remember that? Poor man. (laughs) Poor man. Yes. We had a tour guide. Biking tour tour guide. He was asking random questions. And this was all over LA. And he would ask random questions about... Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. Just, do you remember any of the questions? I just remember at one point, he was like, does anybody know who Elon Hubbard is? And I just said, yes. And you said Elron. Yes, I was like, yeah, because I did. And I was just trying to like help him out, forward the conversation along. And he went, well, who is it? And I was like, well, Elron Hubbard started Scientology. And I wasn't going to tell you you were wrong. <laughs> until you doubted whether or not I really knew who he was. That's right. So after, so the tour guide was already a little annoyed at this point. He was was really nice. He was really nice. He was like asking all these questions. And I think he normally does it to people who don't know the answers and like uses it as like, I know the answer. Let me like forward this tour with these interesting facts. But I knew all the answers and I should have just not said anything. But at the end there, I just couldn't hold it in. It was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's probably saying all these questions to make you feel like your money was well spent because you got all this knowledge from this fancy tour guide. And here Anna is in our group just saying all the answers and correcting him on his own (laughs) questions. But yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I just remember at one point he had us, like, smell something. I was like, I think this is eucalyptus. And he just looked at me and went, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, 
I was so entertained. I had the time of my life watching these interactions. <laughs> and I was like, I was also really cool in school, as I'm sure you can all imagine. Oh, man, the coolest. We'd be friends. <laughs> we definitely would be friends. Yes. My brother, though, he's, I've mentioned this before, he is even better at trivia than me. Is he the trivia king? He's the trivia king. That's okay. One day. Maybe I'll reach that level of excellence. Oh, man. You're already magnitudes ahead of me, so you're winning in that department. <laughs> and useless knowledge? What a great skill to have. <laughs> Upsetting bike tour guides? <laughs> I love that trip. <laughs> oh, man. He was really nice, though. I had a good time. Oh, my gosh. It was so fun. It was really fun. All right. Now that I'm done sharing, using this as my outlet to share my opinions on things with the world, uh, I would actually like to hear what you have to say now. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so let's go ahead. Where did we leave off? International collaboration. There's a UAE orbiter going to explore the Mars atmosphere. Beautiful. Perfect segue. I'm going to dive into a short background of the Hope Probe. Instead of the typical history sections that Anne and I cover, I'm just going to go through some of the highlights that I think that are important to know and highlights that I personally found really cool. Bring it on. All right. Let's get cozy. Let's get comfy. Anna left us off at the fact that the Hope Probe is a huge international collaboration, and it is the perfect way to get into what I'm going to talk about. As we know, the mission is led by Emirati engineers and scientists. To kick off the Hope Probe plans, the UAE Space Agency, UAESA, and the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Research Center, MBRSC, signed an agreement to collaborate. This agreement was ordered by Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum. That was really good. Thank you. Who is the VP and Prime Minister of the UAE. Like Anna said, the UAESA was started in 2014. Super, super recent. So soon. So soon. And the same actually goes for the MBRSC, which was started in 2015, just a year after the UAESA was started. And the MBRSC was started by Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, who issued a law in 2015 to create the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center to promote space projects for the country. And in that law, he specifically called out the Hope Probe, seeing through that the Hope Probe be successful. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's interesting how everything was so recent, like you said, Anna. It, it still blows my mind. Yeah, definitely. Now that we know a quick bit of history behind the kickoff of the Hope Probe, let's get into the people involved. Sarah Al-Amiri is the Mission Deputy Project Manager and Science Lead. She's a trained computer scientist who was always interested in aerospace, but when she was growing up, the UAE didn't have a space program, and now she's taking part in leading one. I was so excited when I saw it was a woman. Yes, me too. That's why I wanted to give her a shout out. <laughs> I know. Women <laughs> in science and space, it just, I always get so excited. <laughs> me too. She also led the collaborations between the UAE and the U.S. institutions that Anna mentioned, that including UC Berkeley, CU Boulder, Arizona State University, and Northern Arizona University. Just like Anna said, the international collaboration was amazing because on top of this, 
they launched the probe on a Japanese rocket. Yes. Super awesome. I didn't even mention that when I mentioned international collaborators. Well, I mentioned the Japanese, but I didn't make that whole connection. But yeah, super international. Mm-hmm. The project was a combination of independent work at these institutions, as well as in-person collaboration over visits to the various locations. And according to the CU Boulder website, I quote, team members experienced cultural exchanges and outdoor adventures in both locations. I thought that was super awesome. I like how they went on outdoor adventures. That seems like a very <laughs> CU Boulder type of thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I actually went to grad school in CU Boulder. They probably went skiing. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. People would go on morning ski trips before classes would begin. And then usually the lab was empty in the evenings because everyone wanted to go hit the trails. It was just such a nature-focused area. I loved it so much. It was wonderful. It's really beautiful there. Mm-hmm. It really is. The mountains look like they're photoshopped in the background. All right, going back to where I was. The spacecraft hardware was primarily built up at CU Boulder's LASP Laboratory for Atmospheric and Space Physics. Anna mentioned that I would be talking about the three instruments, so here it is. The first instrument that the HOPE probe carries is the Emirates Mars Ultraviolet Spectrometer, the EMUS. It's an ultraviolet spectrometer that will measure the oxygen and hydrogen of the Martian atmosphere. The second instrument is the Emirates Exploration Imager, the EXI, and it is a high-resolution multiband, which means it covers the visible and UV spectrums. It's a high-resolution multiband camera. It will be providing information about the ozone levels of Mars. And the third is the Emirates Mars Infrared Spectrometer, the EMIRS. The infrared spectrometer will analyze temperature, ice clouds, water vapor, and take measurements of the lower Martian atmosphere. Like we talked about earlier, the main goal of the HOPE probe is to help create a more comprehensive understanding of the Martian climate. From the UA Space Agency's website, I found the objectives of the probe. The UA website is actually pretty cool. I would recommend going and checking it out. I'm really happy that you're summarizing these. I think that'll be really helpful for everybody. (laughs) The objectives include, one, international cooperation, like Anna mentioned earlier. Two, understand why the upper layer of the Martian atmosphere is disappearing. Three, understand the differences between the lower and upper atmosphere of Mars. And four, this is super cool. Provide the first picture of how the Mars atmosphere fluctuates over the entire day and in between seasons. You know, I forget Uh that all planets have seasons. (laughs) Yeah. I actually forgot that too. When I read the word seasons, I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. (laughs) Because I think of like pumpkin spice or the beach. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought about first was pumpkin spice. (laughs) Those lattes are delicious. So good. But because I I tie seasons to the weather changes. Yeah. And then to all the fun things we can do as the weather changes. And then the corresponding coffee beverages. Yes, exactly. Literally, it's August, Anna. And this morning, all I did for a half an hour was watch YouTube videos on how I should decorate my apartment for fall and what tasty things I can eat in the fall. I love the fall because it starts to get, it cools down a little bit. I don't have AC. That's right. Which is part of the problem here. And so then we start to get some nicer temperatures. It's like that happy medium. It really is. Apple cider. So many good things. But yes, other planets have seasons. 
just because I don't remember they do doesn't mean they don't have them. <laughs> but that's all right. Going back to the fourth objective, to provide the first picture of Mars's atmosphere as it fluctuates throughout the day. Past orbiters are usually in an orbit, for example, they'll be in an orbit that will capture a picture of Mars at 3 p.m. every day. The Hope probe is going to be in a unique orbit. It's a giant elliptical orbit, such a unique orbit that it will be able to get us a understanding of how Mars's atmosphere will change. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Let's get into what the probe looks like. The probe is in the shape of a hexagonal prism that is 2.37 meters wide by 2.9 meters tall. If you followed our last episode about the Mars Perseverance rover, you'd know the dimensions of a small Prius, thanks to our very own Anna. (laughs) (laughs) And like the Perseverance and Curiosity Mars rovers, the Hope Probe is also the size of a small car. If you would like to learn the dimensions of a 2016 Prius, you can listen to our previous episode. (laughs) That's right. You can see a pretty impressive picture of the Hope Probe on the UAE Space Agency's website. And you can read all about it on their website too, but it is in Arabic, so you'll need to just Google Translate it to the language that you prefer. All right, so going back to more measurements. The probe is about 1,500 kilograms, and this mass includes fuel. The solar panels on this probe will provide 600 watts at Mars, and the requirement to operate the probe is 477 watts. So it has some extra reserve power, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's got some small but powerful thrusters. The NASA website says the Hope Probe has about four to six 120 Newton thrusters that use monopropellant hydrazine. Monopropellant hydrazine is a super common monopropellant, and it's used in space probes, satellites, launch vehicle attitude control. It's used in a lot of places in aerospace. Yes. And so what they mean by monopropellant is that it's all you need. It's one, you don't need a fuel and an oxidizer. You can just use hydrogen. Exactly. All in all, the biggest takeaway about the background is the fact that HOPE will be providing us with unique data. It will be in an orbit which will capture weather patterns at every point around Mars from upper to lower parts of the atmosphere, which no other probe has done before. So we are all very excited for the data to come. Yes, I can't wait. Me too. All this Mars research, very cool. Well, it'll be fun because in six or seven months, we're going to get a whole bunch of news about all the things making it to Mars. Yes, all of them making it to Mars. We're going to get super cool images from the Mars Perseverance rover. I am very excited. I can't wait. Me too. Do you want to go ahead and tell everyone where they can find us? Of course. Wonderful. You can find us on Instagram at But It Is Rocket Science. You can find us on Twitter at But It Is RS. You can go to our website, But It Is Rocket Science.com. If you like our podcast, if you just want to say hello, if you want to recommend a topic for the future, you could go to the Contact Us page and actually send us a little message. We always love hearing from all of you. It definitely makes my day. I'm sure I could say it makes Hannah's too. Definitely. And then. If you really like our podcast and you 100% want to make our day, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to us. It will really help us out and really help other people find our podcast and share our love of space. The more space nerds out there, the better, I think. Yes, me too. Fabulous. Thanks, Anna. You are so welcome. Please let us know if you liked the News Blast type of episode. If you like it, we'll try to mix these in in the future. Yeah, let us know if you like this format or not. 
All right. I went to a few of the school websites, the institutions that collaborated with the UAE. The first one was the UC Berkeley news website. I'll have that linked in the sources. CU Boulder's website, they talked about the HOPE mission. I also resourced space.gov, phys.org, and the NASA JPL website as well, spacepropulsion.com. I looked at the UAE Space Agency's website and then used a few Wikipedia pages for the Emirates Mars mission, for Sarah Alamiri, for the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center. And then I also found a really fun YouTube video. The YouTube channel is Seeker. I will also have that linked in my sources. Nice. Thanks. How about you, Anna? What were your sources? I have an article from the NASA probe site all about the Hope Probe. I have Wikipedia about the Tangashima Space Center. I have EmiratesMarsMission.ae, which is all about the Emirates Mars mission. I have an article on SpaceFlightNow.com, which was really interesting. It went through all about how the UAE sent its first Mars probe and kind of about the path that they took to get there. I have an article from Space.com about the first UAE astronaut, Haza Ali Almansuri. I have an article from Nature.com, again, all about the path to launch the probe. And then I have a last one from Spacenews.com, essentially about them establishing their human spaceflight program. Beautiful. And that's all I got. Wonderful. Thanks, Anna. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for listening. We really love doing this podcast. We really do. It just blows my mind to think there are people out there listening to us. Yeah, it really does. Same for me. All right, shall we wrap it up? Let's do it. Until next time, space cadets. T minus three, two, one, liftoff. Lift off. <laughs>